Hello and welcome to another episode of the Five at the Back Soccer Podcast. I am Charles here with Scott, Kyle, Eric, and Jen. And uh, we are we are back. We are back. The World Cup is ended uh, and the Premier League kicks off early next week. Uh, so we are back to, uh, well, talk about all of it. We're gonna we're gonna kick things off right now with a little uh, little little recap because I mean, as much as we we disapprove of where the World Cup was was held, um, arguably the product on the field was one of the uh, one of the examples of why we follow the greatest sport in the world overall. I mean, it was it was a fantastic, uh, fantastically played tournament and. Uh, I even have multiple non-soccer friends who watched the final and said that that was one of the best uh, sporting events they've ever watched ever. Uh, and I can't disagree with them. I mean, best final of any sporting tournament I've ever watched um, because of the excitement, the drama, it had goals. It was, it, it had everything in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll kick things off with that. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the highs and lows of the tournament, our favorite mo- moments, um, maybe a little bit of what we were surprised by or not surprised by, um, not surprised by how many Tottenham players got yellow cards. Uh, definitely surprised by uh, Mbappe and and Messi actually balling out against each other. I mean, you know, we we expected one of them to ball out for sure, but usually it's one or the other. But they both did which was awesome to see so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna send things over to kyle first i want to get your i want to get your, your your high what was the the most impressive thing for you for the tournament um i think the thing that i loved the most about the tournament was just the total chaos coming out of the group stage um mm-hmm. there were so many teams that people expected to get out of the group stage that didn't and teams mm-hmm. that people gave no chance to get out of the group stage that advanced um germany was on the short end of the stick of that for the second second uh world cup in a row which is uh, not great um but i just thought it made for um good knockout stage games like i don't think Mm -hmm. anyone expected morocco to get as far as they did Uh, i mean they have good players but i don't know any if anyone expected them to make the run that they did you know um japan getting out of the group that includes spain and um Mm -hmm. germany was a shock not because Japan is bad, just because you would expect Germany and Spain to advance out of a group. Mm-hmm. So that was the best part. And then the stars showing up, you know, a lot of times in the World Cup, you can see a star player kind of get hidden because, you know, international football is a lot different than club football. You know, but like Harry Kane showed up. He had a good tournament. Uh, Mbappe had a, a fantastic tournament and an amazing final. You know, Messi. Um, not only winning it, but showing up and scoring goals, you know, so there was a lot to like, um, the thing that I didn't like the most was where it was held. Uh, Mm -hmm. that was hard to wrap my head around. Um, Mm -hmm. but the play on the field was fantastic. So as you know, like you said, as shitty as it was, uh, it was actually a really good world cup. Yeah, completely agree. Jen, what'd you think? Yeah, uh, I think Kyle's spot on. You want um, you want the people that are in the positions of power to make these kinds of decisions to do a, uh, like a better job. Um, and so there was, you know, obviously discussion in the buildup to the the World Cup about what should the soccer players, what 
what should rest on their shoulders as far as speaking out and making statements and stuff like that. Um, I, um, the people that made the case that, you know, the players themselves, these, these decisions of where to host it and all that had been made 10 years prior. So most of them, a lot of them were like in their teens, you know what I mean? When, when Qatar was um, awarded, you know, this world cup. And so, um, I don't know, like, like, even with the geopolitics, um, like, I, I was excited that the the product that the world got was as quality as it was. Um, I was really, I was proud of the United States that we advanced. Um, so I think there's, you know, there was some good foundation, you know, for us laid and um, knowing how young a lot of the the kids are that were playing for the United States um, in four years time. I'm really excited for it being here and getting the chance um, hopefully to go and see it firsthand. Like I, it, I, I think it was, it was such a quality product that um, I think a, there will be more um, American excitement for being the hosts in four years. Um, I was also it's, excited that not as many people, like I was afraid a lot of people were going to get hurt. Um, and it, it, I mean, there were injuries, but you know, not as many as I had kind of worried about. It's time for so. tangent. Number one, we got we do need to talk about this U S side. Um, obviously, I mean, I think most of us had a, a rooting interest in, in what was going on there. Uh, save for Scott, cause he doesn't care about the U S at all ever. I'm kidding. Scott's like, Scott's just stroking his beard right now. He's like, I don't, your, your jokes don't phase me. Mm-hmm. Um, but seriously, we easily, one of the most talented groups of, uh, or pools of us players that I've ever seen um, across all generations that we've had. Um, mm-hmm. We have some immense young talent uh, buoyed by in our, our midfield. Our midfield is our, our absolutely our strong point. Um, and coming into the tournament, the the collective agreement was that uh Pulisic and, and McKinney were were the leaders of this team. They were the, the most talented. They were mm-hmm. the, the ones we relied upon, absolutely. Uh and Tyler Adams said, uh, screw you, this is mine. Um Tyler Adams is our best player. Christian Pulisic is not our best player. And and people who who want to espouse Christian Pulisic, he's got to start performing. He's got to start doing better. Yes, he scored the one goal in that one game gave it all up and 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 lost a few future children in in the process but it, it th- this was Tyler Adams show and uh this mm-hmm. disappoints me even further now that he's on leads because he in my opinion can absolutely 100% play and start at a big club um so i hope that he moves on from leads very very soon cuz he is going to drown there um honestly cuz i think leads are going to be relegated this season anyway but very, very happy with the way that the U.S. midfield played. Um, the defense did okay. Uh, we still need some improvements at center back. I really hope this is Tim Ream's final tournament with the U.S. Um, I'm ready for him to move his old ass on. Um, I think I think Walker Zimmerman can improve. He needs to improve. He might be able to. Um, but we we definitely should be exploring um, some some other younger center backs as well and bringing them up through the ranks. Our outside backs actually played quite well. I was I was pretty pleased with them. 
Um, but we the, the the number one need for the U.S. is is a number nine. We have we have no we have no true number nine striker that can, that can pose a threat on a regular basis, and that was evident this this World Cup. Um, my hope is that Gio Reyna uh, refocuses his uh, attitude <laughs> around how things are gonna you know gonna be run. Um, honestly, when the reports came out about that whole spat, I was I kind of wasn't surprised. I didn't really like his dad. Uh, kind of came off as a as a douchey kind of guy, and it looks like the son might also be that way as well. But Gio, we know Gio Reyna has ta- Reyna has talent, so um, you know, in the interest of winning, I think as long as we can get that to be the front and center of everything, and um, you know, he absolutely does have a future with the uh, with the national team moving forward. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get Scott's thoughts on this because I can see him ruminating right now, and absolutely like he's ready to say something. So Scott, what do you what do you have to say about the U.S. team? Um, Berhalter is a donkey, as Christian would say. Um, beyond that, I, I can't be interested if he's still there. I don't know if you guys remember, I dropped the decommitment note when there was a rumor of his mm-hmm. um, contract extension. Mm-hmm. And I stand by that. It's like I'm not interested if he's the coach because I mean, you, you saw how bad, how poorly organized we were. It felt like Kyle and I just setting up on FIFA um, and going out there and playing. Kyle, yeah, we're good at FIFA, but we're not international managers. Um, and also Pulisic, I don't think he's as good as everyone thinks he is. I think he's Tyler Adams, and he's Weston McKinney, and he's those that level. He's not a transcendent player, I don't think. And and the sooner he finds that out, the better everyone will be, because there's a lot of times he just dribbled into an alley and lift, didn't lift his head up until it was too late. And uh, we just we're not that good to have somebody doing that. And he's not that good to be the one to try. So, um, and then after the tournament, Burhalter showed his ass even more with the geo Reina stuff. And it's pretty clear who leaked that. Um, if you can't coach and you can't be trusted, then what are you doing here? Um, so when he's gone, I'll be back. Otherwise, um, give me the club. Fair. Other, uh, other input on the U S team. They did well enough to get out of the group. <clears throat> they should have done better against the Netherlands, and that game shows just how far of a gap there is between what this USA team could potentially be and what uh, an established international side is because the Dutch had three or four chances, maybe, and they had three goals. Um, I don't know how the U.S. is going to do come 2026, if we don't find a number nine, if we don't find competent center backs. Um, I don't know if there are any, I don't know what the U.S. situation is with center backs, but trotting out Tim Ream and Walker Zimmerman or whatever the dude's name is, is uh, not a recipe for success. Um, And I'm with Scott in terms of Burhalter. I think he's an idiot. Um, He's a coach that's cool with the kids because he wears Nikes on the sideline. And he, you know, he's, he seems like a, a decent guy off the field, but I don't know if he's the manager that's going to get the U.S. over the hump. Um, we saw, it's just, I, I don't know. I think the team has a lot of talent and it needs a manager that knows how to deal with and get the best out of that talent. And I don't think that that's Greg Berhalter. Yeah. So, Y'all, we have four years to figure this out. <laughs> I, like I have faith, 
that we yeah, but it, that. we we have four years to figure it out. But if he gets a contract extension, we had four years to figure out how to play football between 2018 and 2022. Mm-hmm. And could you honestly say we improved much? I can. <laughs> enough, good good enough, I mean, enough to yeah. continue to ex- warrant a contract extension. No, it's 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 an exceptionally low bar to ask if we improve between 2018 and 22. But the point, yeah, because you so, have to get out of Concacaf. Yeah. So Burhalter so. was first of all the the he does absolutely know the game. There's no doubt in my mind. Whether or not he can actually implement that, that's where where I struggle, and that's that's where my issues lie with with Berhalter. He transformed, he transitioned the U.S. team from, uh, you know, a team of some athletes, some talented players, and a bunch of other like fill in spots into a side that plays modern football. And and for that, I I will credit him all day long. This U.S. side plays better football than any other side has ever played before. We were controlling the game against good sides, and that's not easy to do. Uh, we play in a, in a modern system. We play with modern players, quick passes. The movement is actually pretty good. However, we all know from watching the Premier League and from watching anything that there are levels to managers. There are managers who can set up a team to play really well. There are managers who can get results in the Premier League. But you know for a fact that somebody like Sean Dyche is never winning the Premier League. He's not there. He's not that next level. The U.S. US soccer has got to recognize that Burhalter ain't it. Burhalter, like, my biggest issue was the number of people that were satisfied with how the U.S. performed this year. Like, that that was enough. Just because we missed the last World Cup, no, we we were one of like three or four countries that had not missed the previous seven World Cups. Think about that in the world. I mean, the number of outstanding teams out there, and we were one of like four countries that had made the previous seven World Cups. Our standard has to be higher. Round of sixteen, that's not enough. We should be going on. We should be going into quarters and yeah. semis. That's where our standard should be. Burhalter's not going to take us there. Burhalter can't recognize when, you know, playing somebody. I mean, I, I can't, I can't tell you the number of times I'm looking at this, you know, Josh Sargent and uh, Tim Weah combination that doesn't work, and he keeps putting it out there, trotting it out there, trotting it out there, and I'm like, what are you seeing that that apparently I'm not seeing that this is productive, because yeah. Weah is constantly losing the ball. Josh Sargent's never getting a shot on goal. And, you know, these are the front, this is the front line that's supposed to be creating attacking opportunities. Uh, if he's not recognizing this as a coach, then either he's not, you know, that that's a significant problem in his coaching ability. Or if he recognizes it can't do anything about it, well, then that's another deficiency we need to address. The fact that he can't change his system or can't instruct his players to to play it in the, in the right way. All right. So, um, the good news is I could manage the team and we would qualify for 2026. Correct. <laughs> so we at least got that bar cleared. Yeah. We can go Tesla so, route and just instead of have driverless cars, you have managerless teams and we'll qualify. We should so, do we should do um a Twitter coach where like the you, you do polls for all the positions and Twitter just votes on a starting <laughs> eleven. You, Elon Elon you, would love it because you could you could make people pay for access to the polls, that way to get rid of the bots. Yep. And then each 
player gets chosen by the Twitter votes, and then at like sixty minutes, there's a Twitter poll for subs, and then we vote on the subs. <laughs> like I legitimately think that that would have been better than Berhalter. Do you guys think that expanding the format to forty eight teams is to our advantage? No. Or is it? It's going to dilute the World Cup as a whole. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the same thing they're doing with the Champions League. It's going to dilute the Champions League because they're going to whatever number team they're at in the Champions League, and it's going to be a table instead of groups. And it's just it. More more you know. more more likely, what's going to happen is uh, good players are going to get injured against teams that aren't aren't ready to be playing in in a tournament like that, uh, and it's going to ruin someone's World Cup more than it's going to make the World Cup more exciting. I mean, like, but okay. So if you think about some of the teams that weren't there, right? So I don't think adding Italy, I don't think adding Egypt, I don't like of the teams that that were on the cusp of making it, but just missed out. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't think adding them in is going to substantially dilute the product. Okay. So, but we're okay. So you're going from 32 teams to 48, right? So you're adding an additional 16 teams outside of Italy and Egypt of the teams that didn't get in. Can you name me 16 more, 14 more teams that deserve to get in or should have gotten in and would have improved the product? Well, okay. What? Can I can I name those teams because they are spread across, you know what I mean, different regions of the world, and the whole point of the World Cup is to get the whole world engaged. So if um, if we were if sorry I'm gonna ju- just jump in real quick to to adjust this the discussion just slightly the if we were talking about the next best teams deserving to go into the World Cup we probably could make this this worthwhile but because you're gonna break it up by continent I mean if it was the next best teams it would be almost all of Europe and then part of South America and then maybe an an, an extra Asian team or one an, an extra African team kind of thing. But it's going to break, be broken up by continent. So we're talking additional CONCACAF teams in there that don't deserve to be in there. Additional CONMEBOL teams in there that maybe deserve to be in there. Addition, what is what is Africa's? I, don't know. I mean, but I don't uh, CAF. I don't think the product by adding Colombia, by adding Italy, by adding Egypt, by adding Honduras was. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, but I'm just saying, like, if you take the next two or three teams, you know what I mean, from, from, I, like, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I did just, ca- I don't did see Qatar, it being. Did Qatar deserve to be at this World Cup? As the hosts? That's Whatever the, the way hosts. they have it set no. up. I don't no, know. did but the no. Qatari team deserve to be at this World Cup? No. Probably not. Mm-hmm. No. So, so what I don't like is they don't even know what they're doing yet. Yeah, like that, it's going to be forty-eight, but like, what is it going to look like? Yeah, is it going to be format. six sixteen of three? Is it going to be twelve of four? Um, is it going to be group winners plus the that's third place teams to go to the knockouts? Like, they're going to find a way to screw this up. Um, but it's I mean, everybody's going to watch the World Cup has expanded. I think when it started, it had what like twelve teams, and now it's thirty-two. So mm-hmm. it's not like this is new. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. The format I thing is, okay. is interesting they, that they haven't actually solidified that yet. I know that a lot of them, a lot of the talk is leaning towards the top two move on, and then some of the third place teams mm-hmm. move on as well. Yeah. Which I mean, it's what I've heard, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, my my issue is it's what they did with the Euros, wasn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah, and it, and that was to me it was a cluster. It's I don't know. It, I just I, I I personally think that you can then come up with twelve more teams that aren't going like adding Nigeria, adding you know what I mean, and 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 having a better global representation. I have no problem with that. I see it as personally. I see it as now every team that actually should be playing in the World Cup gets there, which means there's no incentive necessarily. There's no there's no danger of you missing out. Like Italy missed this World Cup, we missed the last World Cup. That's a real danger that we have to face. We come into Concacaf, you know, uh, qualifying now, and you know, what do we get? We get three teams plus a, a playoff spot. I mean. If it if with this expansion that means five teams plus a playoff spot, the U.S. doesn't have to worry. Okay. The, the, the I don't know mean from what you guys anymore. were talking about. It sounds like we have some coaches that could drive us off a cliff. Oh, so. But that's I mean the, going against the, the looking at our like looking at Concacaf. There's a steep drop off after the top the four teams. Even four. I mean, right. And so Canada, I mean, like this is more of an issue of Canada's now going to be regularly part of things, you know, and that's not necessarily bad if we're trying to grow the sport in North America. But what's the point of this tournament? That's that's the question. It's that's a where world I was going to tournament. No, no. It's <laughs> to see who the best club is, see who the best soccer nation is in the world. But what, point, what point there, of the tournament is to make things. a shit ton of money. <laughs> no, oh, yes. But, the well, point no, of the World I mean, Cup is on. to see I, who the best team soccer team in the world of international football is mm-hmm. not to die, develop football in ghana like that but that's what they're trying to do quote unquote this this game is about inclusivity and growing the game on the world stage is the bullshit they're spouting when in reality they want more games to make more money off revenue for tv revenue but if the point is mm-hmm. to have a tournament and have the best team win adding more shitty teams to it doesn't do that Right. So are we really going to say, I mean, well, okay, I, I don't necessarily, the format of this tournament doesn't necessarily lend itself towards the best team winning because you can be defensive as all get out, not, you know, not concede goals, not play really exciting football, but be successful and advance through this. And you know what I mean? Like, I don't. I don't necessarily think if you look back that the best team always wins the World Cup. Well, the best Sometimes team never always wins the tournament. Sometimes it's just the one tournament. that gels the best for like three weeks. Right, but, it's, so it, but I mean, that's a criticism of South Africa in there because that's Croatia a criticism made it to of the quarterfinals the, twice. I mean, that's a criticism of the sport, not of the tournament. I mean, you know, if a team can can play super defensive uh, football and 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 be really boring and still win games, that's you know that we need to look at soccer. Then kind of the same way that hockey had to reevaluate itself and and you know create a more a more open scoring game. So that I mean that's a, that's more of a a, a football. No, but it wide. is tournament design because it's you know what I mean. Like there's the difference between you know as fans of the Premier League, we're looking at how a team you know does over 38 games. You know what I mean, as opposed to how many did France and. Argentina actually play like seven is that how many games like from start to finish uh yeah so seven, I mean like eight, can you seven? really can you really say when it comes to single elimination you're like ah, 
yeah, like once you get to the knockout stages, you have a bad, like a bad five minute spell and you're done, even if you do have the best players. Yep. But the, the point of any athletic activity to see who's better, <laughs> that's the point. See who the best one is to win. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the, the if, if I gave you a choice between you watch you, the point of a tournament is to grow the game. Like if it's a basketball tournament in North Carolina, you really want to put a team in from Wilmington because there's no basketball players in Wilmington, but the team in Greensboro is going to kick their ass. Who cares about Wilmington if they suck at it? Nobody, nobody's going to go pick up a basketball in Wilmington because they play every four years. Like, do you really the team, think they suck in Nigeria? Like, I mean, they don't make the tournament of 32 teams. It's it's not like a a rich continent okay. of of football I mean, success. If they can't make it, no, it's the same thing with the NCAA tournament. Like, there's too many teams in that too. And there's and it's okay. cakewalks. It's like uh, there's one upset of one of sixteen, like ever. And now it's okay. like it's just it's what is the point? What are we trying to do? I think I think the, my frustration mirrors Scott's not for the not for the necessarily the the sporting reasons, but the 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 tournament organizers, kind of like the organizers of that European Super League bullshit. They're talking about they're they're masking greed with. Oh, with inclusivity. The, yeah, with, we need to grow right. the game. Of course, for everybody. They're they're being they're full of shit. Is what you know is pisses me off. If if I genuinely believe that there was an upside to forty eight teams, like if if this is actually going to expand, if we see now that you know, say fifty percent of non major football countries in the world now have made major investments in their youth soccer programs, love it. That's great. Why don't but, why, but why don't FIFA just do that then? That would be great. They just have plenty of that. money, <laughs> right? That that's my thing. If that was really the goal, like giving them a chance every four years to maybe get their shit pushed in for three games, like that's not going to do yeah. it. Like give them money and resources to grow their game and their talent and develop their talent. That's the way to do it. Like not invite Puerto Rico every four years and see if they can get hammered by Argentina and and shake Messi's hand and get a selfie with him after the game. Like that's not going to do it. It's you're absolutely right that there are teams that miss the World Cup who deserve to be there, but that's also part of the beauty of the tournament, in my opinion. Um, if you if there's no threat of you missing the tournament, then you're not going to see the best teams play at the highest levels. So that's that's my personal opinion on it. But again, this is this is the fun of the tournaments and why they're played, and because we get to talk about this kind of stuff and have. Spirited debates about it all. So, uh, Eric, we haven't got much of your. Uh, what it, give us? Yeah, give I don't us, know. World, expand to the world about, cup. Uh, international. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know enough about international football as you guys. I was just sitting there listening and learning. It was uh, really fascinating to get an inside look at you know the U.S. men's team. I don't follow them as closely, but I do like to see them do well, and that would be a highlight for me. Is just seeing them advance that far. Um, a low light for me would probably be in that same match against I was watching uh, you know live with the Netherlands and just the defensive breakdowns were just shit not that I was expecting to us to necessarily knock them off but the defensive breakdowns we've been playing well defensively from what I understand what I saw the whole tournament and just the the defensive breakdowns in that match versus the Netherlands kind of just I don't know kind of put me in a little bad mood but I'm looking forward to seeing us do better uh you know in the next tournament in four years um another one of the highlights is is seeing so many close matches you know I mean 
there's been times where we had the top sides in there and these kind of steamroll people, especially in the group stage two, you know, two nil three ones all the way up to maybe the semis. But, you know, we had, you know, the final, we talked about, I'm not going to rehash that. We had Netherlands two, uh, two Argentina, Argentina beat them th- uh, four, three on penalties. The Cameroon three, three with Serbia, a penalty, Saudi Arabia two Argentina one. Those are just some of the highlights that I uh, enjoyed either watching or watching highlights throughout the turn of t- throughout the tournament. So it just really made me, you know, um, when the Premier League isn't there, just to kind of enjoy the sport you know, a little bit more, even though it wasn't a, on the club level, you know, and echoing what Charles said earlier, I had multiple people price some of the same people we follow, um, you know, Mr. And Mrs. I hate soccer on the timeline. They're like, Oh, this is uh, actually pretty good. I turned the final on and this is pretty entertaining. You guys were right. You know, I'm like, it's a great sport, man. If somebody just gives it a chance, I think a lot of times, you know, I've talked back when my daughter played soccer that one year, you think of six year olds just kicking their shins in a, in a big group. And that's what soccer is. But it's, when it's played at the top uh, top level, you know, the highest level so far as the, the World Cup or the Premier League, it, it really is just a beautiful game and it's a, a different sport. And I'm, I'm glad a lot of people got exposed to that this round and or this year. And, and four years, it'll be even better because it'll be on home soil. And I think a lot of times when it's on home soil, people pay a little bit more closer attention to when it's not. So anything wait, we can do to get... Just wait till uh-huh. 2026. It's North Korea and Puerto Rico and Los Angeles. There's like 14 people in the stands and they're all homeless. Scott, you realize Puerto Rico is part of the U.S., right? Yeah. No, they're going to have to create countries. <laughs> you have to create countries for four. There's 211 member nations, okay? And now there's 48 of them that are in the fucking tournament. So we're, it's like bowl games now. It's bowl games. They're going to have players sitting out. They're going to have players sitting out the World Cup so they can go back to Chelsea in the summer. Like, I'm just – it's ridiculous. <laughs> By the way, we haven't talked about Morocco. Just as crazy. Soon as, as soon as it's your turn, you can you can absolutely bring them up. There, uh, that was the best part of the tournament. Uh, besides <laughs> Japan you. doing what they did, it was a highlight. Like Morocco, <laughs> yeah, Morocco is incredible. Yeah, let's talk about them. Let's talk about Morocco since you brought them up. Well, so they've got some really really good players. The, Morocco is interesting because that's the kind of country that has the profile to do what they did, like Hakim uh, Ziyech. Obviously, mm-hmm. for Chelsea, who doesn't Hakimi, play for Chelsea, yeah. um, right? Ashraf Hakimi, uh, God, there's like two or three. Um, Amrabat, um, Amrabat, um, yeah. yeah, and their and their goalie, who yeah, I think, goalie plays for, think he plays oh, for Sevilla. the picture of him, like the video of him, play, like kicking around with his son after mm-hmm. the game. Yeah, I tweeted that. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. But but you don't need Mbappe. Like you don't need the French team to make a run. Like you just need enough really high quality players yeah and and role players who fit the system and you can do that kind of thing like that that's the kind of team that i like to see in there because that was an underdog that had the chance to do something versus a team who's just you know roadkill like that that is exactly the kind of club that should be in there in the in the spirit of festivus i'm going to air air two of my grievances (laughs) um and and specifically along the world cup first and foremost was that we was something you guys just brought up, which is then that Eric you specifically brought up. People who are you know out there. I I don't like soccer. Soccer's boring. Um, I expect this every time we get a, a major tournament because it's on TV and it's people actually talk about it now. It's it's much much more popular than it used to. So I'm I expect that, but it always it it, it I laugh. At, at, while attempting not to get pissed off at the people who who start off a tournament 
saying, I can't watch soccer. It's so boring. And they, you know, all the old cliches. If I wanted to watch mm-hmm. some, you know, a bunch of guys try to try not to or not score for 90 minutes, I'd go to the bar and watch my buddies. Fantastic. Go watch your buddies. Nobody cares. Um, my my favorite that part is that they just offer this up. Like, it's like nobody asked. Nobody asked you what you think about soccer. So shut up. And then and then the final comes around. Oh man, that was great. I you know, all of a sudden sing singing soccer's praises. So like that's that's easily one of my one of my pet peeves during the tournament. And I try to be quiet, but I'm like, good gosh, this is you know, this is a world game, right? This is you know, the world champion, you know, whatever LA Rams, not world champions. The world champion, uh, Houston Astros. They're not world champions. They're all U.S. champions. That's it. All right. You win the World right. Cup, you are actually a world champion. That is real. Yeah. All right. It's a real sport. All right. Oh, well, uh, I will say baseball does have the World Baseball Classic. They do, but not even none of the Major League Baseball players play in it. I mean, if you're not sending your top players to play in the World Baseball Classic, I shouldn't say none. Mo- a lot of major league baseball players don't play in it. So, you know, this is this that's the kind of thing that that gets on my nerves. Uh and the second the second grievance was the I uh, you know, watching everyone who only rooted for the underdogs. They picked every underdog in every group and that was their favorite team and they were following everything. They're like, "I hope this first. I hope they win." I'm like, "You you know you're you don't have to root for the underdog. Like that's you're not a you're not special as a sport fan because you you always root for the underdogs. Pick an underdog, no problem. I you know no issue with that. But you know there's all these people you know like like I love the U.S. but I really want to see Wales win. Like what? You're American. Get on the get on the American bandwagon. You can't you can't be a U.S. fan against England and then a Wales fan against the U.S. Like it doesn't work like that. Like Charles you, Charles yeah. is having his colors don't run moment. Let's go. That's right. Let's go USA. Go out there and fly the flag in the middle of this windy snow. You know what I mean? So um, and just just to be clear, by the way, Puerto Rico is a member of CONCACAF, so you guys don't try to talk shit to me. I, I, I was just thinking about that. Puerto Rico is a member of CONCACAF. I was like, wait a second. It's all right. They're uh, special. It's fine. Scott, Scott got hung up on the one thing. He hasn't heard a word I've said over the last three minutes. No, he's I been, did. He's been I, doing I was, research. No, you, you were you were indirecting me the whole time you were talking is what you were doing because we had that <laughs> argument about um God, who was it? Not Croatia. Um it was Japan, maybe. But I, I was doing I thought it was funny. I really I actually it was it was Germany was playing someone and I was just cheering against Germany. Mm-hmm. And then you and I, Charles, got got into a not into it, but we went back and forth about yeah. cheering for the team that's not as good. And then you like who's the best team? Like it turned into one of those. Right. I was just there for right. the Yeah, and then Charles the yelled at me and made me sad. So <laughs> you probably deserved it. Basically, I don't actually basically called it. basically called me stupid, but do, do better. <laughs> It was no. when it was when Don't so it was when it was when Japan and Germany <laughs> were playing, and I said if Germany was going to lose, I just want complete chaos. Like I oh. want Spain to go out, I want Germany to go out, and yeah. I wanted Japan and the other team uh, in the group to go through. I I um, feel I I I do feel bad um, that you felt that way, so I apologize. <laughs> I didn't I didn't intend to make you feel stupid. That's for sure. But uh, it was, no. but at the time, it was because I was mad that Germany was sure. losing. Hindsight yeah. being twenty twenty, I'm glad the teams that went through did go through because it made for, um, 
better matches. Yeah. And it was very nice to watch Spain lose on penalties. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. That was, um, <laughs> that was, that was fantastic. <laughs> One of my favorite memes from the tournament was, um, it was like, never ask a man his height, a woman her age, or anyone in Group E what they were doing between 1938 and 1945. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's Germany, oh. Japan, Spain, and Costa Rica. Yep. That was my mm-hmm. favorite one. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, uh, it's funny, though. Like, I, I will, of course. That was the we, Axis group. <laughs> yeah. As much as, as much as we, you know, we follow the game, we have, we know the game, you know, we know, we know how the teams are. The, one of the beauties of the World Cup is how unpredictable, like, different groups can be. Uh, I, a buddy of mine who's relatively new to soccer um, has become a big Chelsea fan. So obviously very misguided. Um, he was rooting for Japan. He's like, I, you know, I, I'm, I hope Japan gets through. And this is before the tournament, you know, began. And I, I literally, I turned it, I was like, dude, zero chance. Look at the group. They're probably going to get fourth. Like they may not get a point. Yeah. I, I, and I am, I, I will stand up and say when I believe I was actually wrong about something. Uh, and this is one of those times I was clearly wrong about Japan. They, they did really well yeah. uh and surprised us all and i and I, I love that um because that group that group was a fun one to watch that was one you were like okay i'm ready yeah. i'm ready to turn the tv on today uh whereas yeah. you know like any game that croatia played you're like ah, i could skip today's games we're good so i so think wh- the final so thing add... i was surprised about sorry <laughs> scott I, no, know, I think the final thing that i was surprised about is the fact that hunty flick still has a job yes how? Because I fully expect the German Federation fully expected the German Federation to sack him and bring they, in Tuchel. They or ousted, try to bring in Tuchel. They ousted the the director though, right? They ousted the technical director. I think so, but they, yeah, their their reasoning for keeping Flick was because the next Euros are on home soil, mm. and he'll have two years to get them prepared, and they have full faith that he'll be ready to go for the euros which is fine because i like hansi flick i think he's a very good coach um i think the german squad the german squad is in a state of flux that spain was in a couple years ago where a lot of their top end talent is older now mm-hmm. like neuer mm-hmm. neuer said he'll come back if they want him back like dude like no just retire from international <laughs> and then he promptly broke his hip like, dude, if that's not the clearest sign that you need to just hang it up internationally and just ride off into the Bayern Munich sunset, I don't know mm-hmm. what to tell you. Yep. Like, you, you have players like Ter Stegen, who's a very good goalkeeper in his own right, is late 20s, early 30s, has never sniffed, mm-hmm. like, a major competition except when Neuer was out for an extended period of time. Like, they have troves of players, and they keep trotting out these same the same group of players it's, just, it's not yeah. working like, and they clearly so. they clearly have some some young talent that that needs yeah. it needs that breakthrough and maybe this euros is when they do that they yeah. start to you know slough off some of they the got old, they got two guys. years to find a number nine too because yeah. if they don't find one of those they're going to be in the same boat yeah very true so. very true but yeah i looked it up and it was uh it was oliver bierhoff that that he was the the team's technical director mm. or whatever and they they canned him um uh, but yeah somehow yeah. kept flick mm-hmm. Uh, very surprised by that as well. We'll see. Yep. So, okay. Any any final? Let's let's say just favorite moment. Everybody uh, around the uh, round table. I'll start with Jen. Favorite moment of the tournament. No, no, don't start with me. You can't. Why? Yeah, All right. End with Jen. All right. Think. End with Jen. All right. Jen, Jen's got to have a hard Eric, head no, no, moment. Eric. Eric first. Eric first. All right. Thank favorite you, moment. Kyle, Eric. you know me. <laughs> My favorite moment was um, 
I guess at the end, seeing Messi with the trophy, that was, it meant a lot to him. I thought that was pretty cool. Very good. Right, I'll go next. Yeah, Scott. My favorite moment was seeing Messi say no to Salt Bay three times <laughs> on the field when he was trying to get a picture with the trophy. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Uh, Kyle. Oh, man. My favorite moment of the tournament has to I think I'm going to go with Spain getting knocked out mm. because it it's just it's just something satisfying because there was a decade where they just won everything in sight. They won the two euros, the world cup in between. It was just it was a lot of Spanish dominance and just to see, and they had a really good young team, but to see them just get blanked and then lose in the penalty shootout the way that they did, it was um it was nice to see. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go next since Jen is last. Uh, Scott, you're going to like this. Uh, my favorite moment of the tournament was Richarlison's goal. Uh, it yeah. was which yeah. one? The good the, one. The sidekick. The one that won the Yeah, the side volley. Yeah. Um, that was class. And that, Amazing. to me, yeah. encapsulates what World Cup football is all about. It's about being elite being you know doing the things that other people don't think to do uh and executing it perfectly you know what i mean uh it, it reminded me of rooney's overhead uh, overhead goal against city from a few it's no but the same same general premise like the ball's coming across bounces out boom i'm just going to react real quick uh it it was brilliant i i i that was one of my favorite moments of the tournament easily i have i have a second one i'm gonna no, no. give jen a little more time <laughs> okay my second one is similar but my second favorite moment was the ending to the croatia brazil match because it was it was a full 90 minutes of just back and forth and then the extra time delivered and then the penalty mm-hmm. kicks delivered even more and mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. on my lunch break when I was watching it, and you'll get a kick out of this. I was at a Cuban restaurant where they were all rooting for Brazil, and I was the only one in there that was, wasn't really rooting for anybody but wanted Croatia to go through because I'm sick of Brazil in the same vein that I'm sick of Spain. Mm. And when Croatia went through, I was the only one that cheered, and I promptly left because I had already paid. <laughs> like I got, I paid. I watched the end of the, end of the shootout, and I got it, and it was great because I'm sick of Brazil. Only because they're in the same vein as Alabama. You know, yeah. it's it gets old. And I mean, anytime yeah. Lucas Mora and Neymar, the Bolsonaro fanboys, can uh, take an L, I'm going to go with it. I don't care if Mora was on the team or not. I'm penciling him in there. <laughs> I don't know if he was out. on the team or not, but um, he wasn't. Yeah. Okay. He's been well, hurt. By proxy, he took it. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with the, like, the final, um, like the final matches of the group stages where like trying to figure out, you know, like when there was the point where like Mexico wasn't going to advance because they had gotten more yellow cards and you know what I mean? Like trying to figure out what the tiebreakers were, you know, like I, I, I really appreciated that having to dig into, okay, well, so it's not just the head to head. Okay. It's not just the goal differential. It's not, you know, and then having to kind of jump back and, and, you know, look at all the different things. I just, it was, it was cool to see how many well, wasn't it pieces there down were. to yellow cards at, at yes, one point. It was. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so it was, it was just funny to like, like watch the Twitter feed of people being like, what yellow cards? Like that's BS, you know, just kind of, you know, well, um, then seeing I the also, players on the field yelling at each other, not to get yellow cards. 
Right. <laughs> I mean, and then the the guy that scored the goal that took off his shirt, who was already on a yellow, a so he got a second yellow, a and then he got red carded, and and you knew, like, you knew the ref was like, I am so <laughs> this sucks, dude, but kind of have to, you know. Um, I don't know, like, but I just want to let you guys know looking at the the allocation distribution of of what's really going to change from 32 to 48 teams um it's really not that big <laughs> like i'm just saying like it's really not that big i can think of four more african teams that deserve to be there i can think of you know three more yeah like i don't know like i just i don't think so, it's as so bad. I'll, I'll say one final thing and i, I it, you say there are teams that deserve to be there. They had a chance to get there is the point. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Egypt I think the had Ar- a chance. Okay. All right. So let me, let me, all right, let me change my word choice. Not that they deserve to be there. I think there are four more teams from Africa. We that can would improve this the tournament product. without that are, that are not going to dilute the product. There you go. That's that I can agree with, but saying they deserve to get, it's like, it's, and that was the no, issue I, I had I can four see years ago yeah, yeah, yeah. where U.S. fans I, were like, we deserve to be there. Like, no, you don't. You no, had you 10 games to no. win. If you right. lose, you're, you, you're out. <laughs> you couldn't beat Trinidad and fucking Tobago. No yeah. disrespect to them, but they are not exactly a footballing powerhouse. No. And you couldn't go down there and beat them to get in the World Cup. You don't deserve shit. And I, I agree. And I, I will, I will from this point forward change the way that i say it but i i think we can still have as exciting a product as we had this tournament and and still include we'll just just have to see how fifa sets it up first we'll have to see how fifa sets it up first because without knowing that it's all speculation but the, the thing about 32 though is 32 boils nicely into 16 which is a yes. tournament number 48 to okay. 24 is it like what do you okay now you have 24 that doesn't boil nicely down to two so then then they're gonna have to let the third place teams go it just that is what dilutes the product more than who's in it it's what it turns into is like oh are we yeah. the fifth best third place team now mm-hmm. how did it that just gets messy it was the mess that we had with the euros just on a smaller right. scale because they did they instituted yeah. that with moving the the play we'll see we'll see how fifa messes it up because they will mess it up because i mean the the long and the short of it is we we can have our opinions all day long ultimately the the change has been enacted it's gonna happen when we see you know in four years time uh that's when we'll be able to judge whether or not it was a a a smart change or not has anyone asked what infantino feels like today (laughs) because <laughs> he felt like so I many think, things i think he's feeling tournament. like a lot of things right now i mean i'm sure well, ask the salty guy because he that's the salty guy the salty guy <laughs> he's in everybody's he room probably knows. he probably feels like he needs a pepsi <laughs> <laughs> all right let's uh let's shift tracks we'll uh we'll move on to uh more recent football yes there's actually been football since the world cup uh, uh last two days we've had uh I don't even know what what round are we in in the Carabao Cup. Do you guys know? I don't. Fourth, fourth it was round. the fourth round. Fourth round of the Carabao Carabao Cup. Uh, the we there was multiple matches. Only uh, three uh, of the uh, Premier League teams that we've kind of cover on here were uh, playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, United faced Burnley on Wednesday, and uh, City and mm-hmm. Liverpool faced off against each other yesterday. Um, the, yeah. I'll go ahead and, and quickly go through the United match. There's not a whole lot to report, honestly. If you missed it, 
don't worry about it. You didn't you didn't miss much. Uh, United had to trot out kind of a makeshift B squad. And I say very, I say makeshift because uh, Harry Maguire and Diego Dallo did not play due to illness and injury. Uh, so Casemiro started at center back for us. Uh, oh, yeah, how'd that go? Fine, because he's a really <laughs> intelligent player um, and knows what he's doing. I the I was disappointed only because I wanted him to have more rest. Like I would didn't want him to have to play, uh, except you know maybe like a a substitute role or something along those lines. But it you know. Um, Anthony came on as a sub because, again, he should have been resting. Brazil went longer in the tournament. Uh, Rashford played, which was great. He uh, he had a fantastic goal. Uh, he got the ball on United's half, dribbled at the defender, the length of the field, or the, re- the rest of the length of the field, into the 18, um, and then had laced a shot to the far post. It was absolutely beautiful uh, individual effort by him. Um, Erickson played not so great. Would like him to, to kind of get back into form. Um, Granacho was there, didn't really show much, uh, but overall it was, it was kind of a mad game. We're playing against Burnley. Burnley pressed a lot harder than I thought that they were going to. They were a little bit more formidable than I thought that, but United should have comfortably won that game. And they did. Um, it probably could have. How does Burnley look Burnley? Cause, uh, Vincent company, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is it a significant they play with a lot more honor? <laughs> good that's exactly what i was looking for that's all i wanted to hear very uh, respectful you know as far as quality very goes I, I can't say much um they looked like a championship side okay. so i think uh, i think they're doing i think they're doing really well in the championship this year i think he's got them playing really well but obviously there's levels to yeah. the talent well, they're first, and, in, they're first um, in the in the yeah the i thought i thought they were so. i thought they were in the top three or four yeah. there yeah he's he's got them playing really they well will, the based on yesterday alone, they will need a lot more to to compete in the Premier League, honestly. Um, so even as good as they might okay. be in the championship, they they need they if it, they're gonna come up and then stay up, they will need to get some and, more and to be fair, it just shows how good of a job Sean Dyche did. Mm-hmm. I know we don't like him and we didn't like his style, but it worked. Yeah. Because it kept fair. them up a lot longer than people expected them to stay up. I mean, yeah. all you need to do is look at Norwich. They're up and down like the fucking Nasdaq, and <laughs> you know it's they're coming. They're going to come back up this year because they're destroying the championship again. You know, mm-hmm. they're one. I think they're one of the top two or three teams. So, but they'll come second. back to the Prem. They'll be they'll get beaten up over thirty eight weeks and they'll go right back down. Yep. So so, but yeah. So sorry, that Devin. Game, that game ended two nothing. Um, United move on to the next round. I don't know. Did. Did the draw happen yesterday? I gotta look. This yes. Up. Okay. While you I do guys that, will I'll... play Charlton. Carl's oh, Charlton. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The best possible result. Yes. So Newcastle okay. plays Leicester. Um, let's see. Nottingham match. Forest will play Wolves, and City will play Southampton. Okay. Okay. All right. And so you guys will join moving... us on the couch. <laughs> uh-huh. Moving on to yeah. the to who City beat yesterday, uh, Liverpool. Contingent. What, what do you What do you guys think? Talk, tell me about Eric? that game. Sam, you want to go? No, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> okay. I, I, I go ahead. Somebody go. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> talk. All right, all right, all right. I, you know, hats off to City. I think they only played their B game yesterday, but still, you know, managed to beat us. And one thing I noticed right away watching the match is what a drop off in quality at center back when you go to Canante Van Dyke to to Gomez and 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 Nat Phillips. I mean, that you know, I've said it before. He's Great guy to have in the dressing room. I don't think he's Liverpool quality. He's more of a championship quality. He didn't. Both both lads did not look good yesterday. Um, another 
point of you know where we fell short a little bit short is Nunez's uh finishing needs to be better man he had so many open nets he should he could have netted he did have a nice assist for no, to Mo for his goal but he could have netted a, a couple more than he uh than he had yesterday but um Who I think it was ultimately those, coming I think yeah. ultimately there was those things that that lost us the match but City was on top of it they played hard they played um, they mixed and matched it, played their, you know, some of their B players as some of their A players. And they, we were just outclassed for 90 minutes for the most part, you know, it wasn't a, a, a total drubbing. We had some highlights, but, uh, other than that, it was, you know, it was their match to win. So Jen, what did you see? So I, um, a little less doom and gloom. Um, we had a lot of guys, it, the, the team we put out there were either young. Um, so, um, there were, you know, like a couple of new names, um, guys coming back, you know, to full fitness. So Matt Tip, um, has been hurt. This was, you know, really kind of getting back into full fitness. Um, Ox playing, uh, Nabi Keita came out. So there were, there were lots of familiar names that, you know, you just, God, you just want them to be healthy and you want them to be available for team selection. Um, but city maybe didn't pull out an entire roster but they had some of their absolute studs um, on the pitch. So you can't have De Bruyne and Gundogan on, you know what I mean, the pitch and just be like, yeah, no, it's their B team, 100%. Um, yeah, no, yeah, you know what I mean? Like we, we had definitely had a mixture. Um, their uh, expected goal differential was significantly higher um, than ours. So theirs was above two, ours was below one. So um, the fact that it was as close as it was, um, honestly, good on us. And um, it's this is, I mean, granted, you you want to win everything that you have the chance to win, um, but it's not going to break my heart that um, we're we're done with this because whoever won this one, you know what I mean? Like whether we want it or they want it, you know, it sets you up to be in a position to advance farther. And I would rather, if you're going to lose to City, I would rather lose to City in the Carabao Cup, early, you know what I mean, in an early, you know, round instead of losing to them late in it in like the semifinals or the finals or something like that. It just, it seems like it's easier to just kind of dust your hands and be like, okay, on to the other stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I had more positives, I guess, to take from it, so... Especially it's good for us this year because we're fighting for champions. We need that top four Champions League spot really badly. And and yeah. uh, this is just an extra tournament game where we can, you know, possibly have injuries or tiredness or whatever, fatigue. Yeah. So, One of the things that – and I didn't see the entirety of the game. I did see uh, the last, like, 20, 25 minutes of it. Um, but I saw the replay mm-hmm. of Salah's goal. And I, I have to say, he, if you wa- go back and watch the replay, it looks like he accidentally scored. It looked like by the way of his body positioning and his foot and everything, the way it yeah. looked like he was trying to clear it out and it just came off the wrong way and accidentally went in. It was, I, I literally was dying laughing okay. when, I, when I saw that. It was, it was just funny. Like it was, it's, that's one of the, the yeah. funny parts of soccer. Sometimes beautiful goal intended. Sometimes it hits off of your ass and goes in and, you know, it's like, oh, well, you don't see what it is. <laughs> You're like, a goal's a goal. What goal's a goal. As, that's yeah. exactly right. A goal is a goal. So it was just, I thought it was funny. That's all. Who did, um, who did City have in that? Did they have um, Ederson playing? No, no they didn't. Their backup. They had their, both their had backup, backup kid goalies. in there. Yeah. yeah. Was it a kid or was it Ortega? Yeah. What, I, I, don't I don't think it was Ortega. Whoever. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't have my phone with me, so. I know you guys yeah. played Kelleher. Yeah. So. We did. It we was did, Ortega. Yeah. 
It was. Was it? Oh, okay. was Ortega? Okay. I'll give you a dollar if you guys guess what uh, nationality Ortega is. Puerto Rican. Gen. Japanese. No. <laughs> no. Mexico. No. I don't know. German. <laughs> is he really? <laughs> yeah. With a name like uh, Stefan, now that I look, you are correct. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. So that's a little German flag next to his name. Wait, so they have a it's guy. It's just like Ali name... McAllister being Argentinian. <laughs> Wait, they have a guy whose first name is Stefan and a guy whose last name is Stefan. They're both goalkeepers. Is that what you're telling and me? They're both shit. Yes, so but one plays go. and one doesn't. <laughs> Ouch. Zach Stefan needs to go somewhere else. <laughs> But Someone you know what? Out. It was part of what was interesting about the game is you could tell there were um, there were some people that were like Rodri. I I didn't realize he was quite as as he is. Fired up, and it didn't look like he had Fucking sucks. Passes. Oh. Do we really want to progress? Is that Michigan winner get you? It happens. <laughs> Usually, usually it passes the host duties off. I guess because it's recording, though. What did it do? It stopped recording, it but it has, recording. it has since started again. So all of this is recording. So fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Good Yay. to know. Good to know. Okay, all right. So uh, on to the next stage. We've got Premier League games coming up. Uh, we have almost the entire slate of games on monday the 26th which is boxing day in england uh a day where they normally have uh a full slate of premier league games uh and then there's one match on the 27th why that is i have no idea uh but it's united's game so united play on the 27th and then everybody else plays on the 26th and just so everybody knows they will not be playing in boxing gloves learn that the hard way (laughs) oh Shut up to the Boxing Day party with boxing gloves on. Dude, it was embarrassing. It's tough to grab a beer in those things. I, I made it work. <laughs> I'll, got, I'll got, tell you a, quick, a quick story. Quick story on that in that vein. So I was in Vegas for a bachelor party, and um, there was a pool party at MGM Grand. So the guy wanted to go, so we were all going. Um, and we all wore tank top, swimsuits, Beach towels, flip flops, it's a pool party, right? So come to find out it was a formal party just outside at the pool. So there's like four hundred people in suits and like dresses and, and stilettos. And here uh, our bum asses are walking Board up shorts. Tommy Bahama. Like, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Stellar. That's the, the the only way that Scott does. Yes, Eric, I do like how you coughed directly into your microphone there. That's <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh first game up, we'll just stick with the uh, Liverpool contingent. Uh you all travel to Villa this uh mm-hmm. this Monday. What are what are we thinking there? Um uh looking at who's going to be available. So, I think uh Martinez for them is not going to be available. 
Um, and hopefully all of ours will be back and healthy. I, you know, I don't know. Um, I just don't want to lose. <laughs> Mentality monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, think, I don't think Martinez then. will be back for by then. I he's, think he's no, no, he'll be he's out. Not, still. Yeah, he's yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. But what? Uh, what about your squad? I mean, what are what are we going to look at there? Um. So, uh, unfortunately, our front line is still very injury kind of ridden. So Jota's not back. Um, Luis Diaz wound up hurting his knee, like same knee, but the other like. If it was the um, it was the other side of the knee, so he he had Another surgery CL. over the winter. Yeah, over so the instead break. of the what is it the MCL the LCL, right? Yeah, and so um, so that's just that's kind of a bummer because he was he was back and then when did he hurt himself? He was not back, um, which was really interesting in the the chat. You know, like, of course, you know everybody jumps to the conclusion that it was the same injury and they just misdiagnosed it and that he needed he really needed surgery the whole time and then finding out no it wasn't that that it's just it was the other side of the knee it was um, coming out of re- rehab scott in late november early december so he hurt him he hurt himself in rehab no like coming no, out he, like coming out of he was about ready to make his debut oh he was so they mis- to, you're saying yeah. they misdiagnosed it so he no, had that no no no, 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 no our no. chat group assumed you know what i mean because they're all like fire the doctors like, so but we, we don't we don't know, know what, what happened mean? He's asking what the original injury, when did that happen? Arsenal game. So, but he just had surgery because rehab wasn't working, basically. No, he heard it, did rehab, had come back to full fitness, was at the camp, injured the same knee, but okay, the other side you. of the knee. Okay, he re-injured himself. Okay, that's what I was yes. like. Correct. He hurt, got hurt in training because Columbia wasn't at the World Cup. So Correct. Right. In training, right. yeah. And he'll be, he'll be back yeah. in March. And it was, was, his, it was his other knee? No, it was the same, same knee, different part. Jesus Christ, Charles! <laughs> for God's sakes, um, he heard a CDL. Is that what you said? Yes, yeah. And now he can't drive, but luckily he's got he's got his certification to do a forklift, so he'll be okay. So it must not have been he's, a DUI then. Nico will approve. Yeah, yeah. That was a hundred percent a shout out for that. Absolutely, um, absolutely. What about Salah? He's healthy, right? Gotta be yes, as of right now. Unless he's got blood sores from watching the tournament. (laughs) Oh Jesus! (laughs) It's good thing you guys got an eighty million euro striker that's just banging in the goals. Oh my god! Yeah, Yeah, a hat trick, a hat trick of of missed like like pulled wide shots. Yeah, yeah, John is out, and then Bobby got and Bobby got hurt the other day. So the the center forward. The center forward in that system does not need to score goals. What is the what is the uh, term for a striker who who Miss, miss basically misses the goal consistently. The complete forward, Lukaku, unemployed. Uh, Timo Werner. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Timo Werner missed the net all the way to Champions League medal. So yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. There you go. All right, there moving on to uh, Spursy. What, what kind of Spursiness are you guys going to bring us this weekend? Oh, I have like no idea. Spurs. I have no idea. We play. Who we play. Brent play? Okay. We play Brentford and it's at seven thirty, so With I'm not Ivan Tony, going to be awake. Yeah, no. so Tony is Ivan Tony ten to one oh, not to show up. Oh, he's gonna play. Like his <laughs> his, um, his stuff's not being heard until January fourth. So I, why wouldn't he play? So he's allowed to play even though he's been 
brought up on charges? I believe so. I haven't oh. seen anything otherwise. It's worked okay. for Arsenal so far. So, I just, I mean, uh, I just saw an article yesterday or day before yesterday. Like he's up, brought up an additional, like an additional thirty or forty counts of. So I don't know. Yeah, that's why, I, like, I, was... I, I well, this is just me being pessimistic. I assume he's going to play and probably score three goals. Oh, um, but so we we play Brentford seven thirty, and they didn't have a lot of attrition to the World Cup. But the good news is. Besides Christian Romero and Hugo Lloris, everyone is back. Now, Richarlison somehow played every minute for Brazil, basically, but he's got a pulled hamstring. So he comes back to get his evaluation done, and he's hurt. Even though he basically walked off the pitch, got onto a plane, and came straight to the to the eval. So he's basically playing hurt for Brazil. Um, hard of a lie on that guy, you know. So, But <laughs> Kane, Kane will play because um, he's desperate to get back out there after missing that penalty against France. Um, so we'll be without Romero and Larice. Fraser Forster's fine. He's a fine goalkeeper to step in. And Romero hadn't been playing for eight weeks anyways. So I guess it depends how the, the guys that stay behind are going to do. Because we had some good players. Kulisevskis, he'll be back. Basuma didn't didn't go to the World Cup. And he needed some time with Conte. Um, Davin Sanchez sure needed some time. I don't know if you can polish that turd. So we'll <laughs> see. I don't really know what to You're expect. You're missing the most important player. His Majesty, Emerson Royale. Oh yeah, he's been uh, he's been donking it up in all the in all the friendlies. Um, <laughs> Matt Doherty's been banging in goals left and right. Um, Docker T. No, it's it's Dor it's Dor 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 No, um, Docker T. Yeah, you got to pronounce it just like the announcers do. It's Docker T. He's now a goal scoring left wing back. Um, <laughs> so hey, you know, I, I don't know. Is will, will Perisic play? I know he was yeah. late into the tournament. Yeah, okay. he's probably going to start. Um, it'll probably be Perisic and Royale because Conte hates me. Mm, fair enough. But Kulisevsky will play. Yeah, I would love to see Doherty on the right with with Kulisevsky because they played really, really well together at the end of last season. If mm. that happens, we we could probably beat the brakes off Brentford. What about Son? He's back. He should play. Oh, so, he, I mean, he, he had son, a really good son, tournament. So I he mean... played. He played in our last friendly. So I, I don't see it. It'll probably be Son, Kane, Kulisevsky, and in, in the as the front three. So yeah. should be no issues. What there. about Richarlison? I mean, he's out. He won't play till he's... probably February. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But we've got Skip. We've got Basuma. We've got Benson. Course suspended, and he also got hurt with Uruguay, so he won't be back probably until the the next round of fixtures. Hmm. But um, Hoybier's fine. Skip is fine. Basuma's fine. So we've got enough players to to try it out there. It's not like we'll be you know, have too many issues with World Cup fatigue or anything like that. I just a team like Brentford is the kind of team that I don't want to be playing right now because all they've been doing for six weeks is either on a beach or training together for this game. So they're going to be very well prepared and um, organized, mm -hmm. and yeah. they always are. They got a good coach. Yeah. So they do, they do, they do. Yeah. All right, next game that we're going to be covering: Arsenal host West Ham, and our arguably one of the more exciting matchups as far as uh, quality goes. Uh, this is one of those ones where, I mean, Arsenal were missing uh, a, a, an okay number of players uh, for the World Cup, and and they, obviously they will be back, but um, Arsenal loses uh, Gabriel Jesus, what I think for the season he's done. Did his knee in? I think he might come it, back. It, it's bad I think it's, enough. Well, I, I think mean, it's three it's months deep. minimum. Three months? Okay, so it might, year, might come yeah. back in the end, you know, towards the end of the season, but he's gone for for a while. Uh, although I don't know. Did he hurt him. himself scoring goals mm -hmm. for Brazil? 
he heard himself. You, you could take one of those words out of there. Oh. <laughs> Did you guys see the tweet where um it was some really angry Brazilian woman said that he his facial expressions are exactly that of the gingerbread cookie from Shrek? <laughs> I think I saw that. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. It was a good tweet because uh, she put the pictures uh, there too. Yeah, and the one with the gingerbread with both his legs missing, saying you're a monster. <laughs> That's classic. Oh, that is classic. Oh, um, so so Arsenal will host West Ham. I'm really I'm rooting for West Ham on this one. West Ham. I don't think that they did. They even have a single player go other than Declan Rice. I think yeah, they had um, Sufal, right? Was mm. from Morocco. Oh yeah, Sufal, Sufal. Yeah. Oh wait, and um, I guess Matty Cash for Poland. That's another one that you're yeah. like. Mm. Well, like Matty Cash is, is, is English yeah. and Polish, and that's it. he switched after he couldn't couldn't make the English team. Um, right, just like McAllister. Yeah. Also Scottish. <clears throat> but yeah, so I guess yeah. So, but West Ham's had again had the whole time to prepare. Um, mm-hmm. Arsenal, Arsenal had a number of players that that did go to the World Cup. Uh, Saka, in my opinion, absolutely underwhelmed at the World Cup. Um, and I look for that form to continue, and I look for uh, Arsenal to lose. I I I think it's going to be two one West Ham. That's my personal opinion on that game. That would be cool. That would be fun. Yeah, especially because at, at the Emirates. <laughs> I'm rooting for West Ham. Are you? Clip that. Make that a quote. (laughs) (laughs) Dear diary. Saving it forever. Forever. All right. So uh, I'm going to go on to Chelsea Bournemouth, Kyle. Yeah. Chelsea Bournemouth. It's a game. It's going to be played. Um, (laughs) It's the soccer. Yeah. I I don't know what to expect out of Chelsea because the the last couple of weeks before the World Cup break were really underwhelming. Um, I know we'll be without Armando Broya. He got hurt in a friendly when we went out to, I think it was Abu Dhabi or Dubai, one of those two, one of the two United Arab countries. Um, Everyone's back. Uh, Reese James come back from injury, which is really good to see. He looks good in training. Uh, Chilwell's still not 100% yet, according to Potter. He had his, um, I guess, this pre-match press conference, I want to say yesterday. It was either yesterday or this morning. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, Fofana, I think, had a, a minor setback. I think he re-injured himself in a friendly. Saw that. Um, so, I mean... What about Conte? I, is he... Uh, he's so Conte wasn't expected to be back until mid January because he had he was injured okay. and had a, a setback during his recovery because he's made of okay. paper mache. Um, <laughs> so but if we can get Reese James back, and I know Christian's gonna kill me because I said the same thing last year when he and um Ben Chilla went down, but if we can get Reese James back, I think huh. that will benefit us a lot because having mm-hmm. Espelicueta run up and down the right side of the field is um elder abuse at this point, <laughs> and um it, Reese James just makes that makes the offense tick because he's willing to take the ball on and you know dribble past people, he'll put the ball in the box he'll do it himself and he'll get up there and take shots on goal where some of our players are more timid and just willing to pass the buck and, you know, move the ball from side to side. So he, he makes things go. So hopefully he can get in. Um, if not to start, get a good cameo at the end of the game. Um, same situation as Brentford, you know, Bournemouth, I don't think had anybody that I know of that went to the world cup, maybe 
one player I don't know. Mm-hmm. So they've had a lot of time together to train and mm-hmm. prepare for this game. So um and it's in Bournemouth, I believe. Let me see. No. See. It's it's a home game for you. Is it is okay, so we'll mm-hmm. definitely uh draw because we <laughs> uh, tend to underwhelm at Stamford Bridge uh in recent recent form. <laughs> but we'll see. I mean I'll be interested to see, you know, Obama Yang didn't go to the World Cup, obviously. Um, Havertz, Mason Mount's back. So I would expect us to win. I'm not confident because I haven't, you know, I've kind of, I kind of took a break from club soccer for the World Cup. You know, like I muted all the reporters I follow and like just kind of disassociated with club football for a while. So we'll see how it goes. You guys can have Emerson Royale. If, no, uh, Reece James I, no, no. <laughs> I would rather play with ten men. <laughs> that can be arranged. I mean, when you play with Emerson, it's like playing with ten men anyway. So nears makes no difference. One of the one of the toughest Fair. parts about this time of year, especially given the the World Cup break, is is figuring out which teams are going to continue on the track that they had before mm-hmm. the World Cup started, yeah. and which ones are actually going to change their trajectory. Prior to the World Cup, Bournemouth were absolutely falling. Like they, their, their strong start, if you will, was the, the shine had worn off. They were, Mm -hmm. they were, you know, Premier League Norwich all over again. And um, if this game was played in that run, I would absolutely say Chelsea crush Bournemouth. Um, But the breaks, you never know. Right. And I think we can say that about all the games that we're about to see. You never really know. Um. So I, I think Kyle is is spot on on the on his assessment of of this game and and um you, you know a a draw tomorrow might not be the worst mm-hmm. result for some teams uh, because oh of, heck yeah of how every, I mean you're kind of just like okay I'll, I'll I'll get whatever points I can right now while everybody's still figuring their shit out uh, yeah. so yeah Kyle yeah so, I'll, yeah <laughs> I'll be interested to see because this was the first like extended period of time where Potter's had a chance to train with the players with no mm-hmm. no matches mm-hmm. because he came mm-hmm. in in the middle of the Champions League group stage and the season in full swing. For him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see how we look now that he's had four plus weeks yeah. with um, a select group of players. So well, that so so Chelsea, Brighton. Who all switched has has switched managers that this for all intents and purposes acted as kind of a a preseason? Bournemouth. Who else? Wolves, right? They Southampton. So there's there's a lot of turnover. I mean, like when you think Mm -hmm. about it, like it'll for all intents and purposes, it's going to be kind of a almost like a different season. Well, this is also be... going to be the busiest January of all time. It's going to be a crazy January, and I'm actually mm-hmm. I'm ex- I was going to bring this up towards the end of the episode, but like next week, we are going to have an, an absolute January preview show, and and that yeah, it's going to be honestly yeah. really fun, <laughs> in my opinion. So. Um, Chelsea are slated to sign another Fofana. We're, we're collecting all the Fofana. All the Fofanas, yeah. <laughs> you just want to get another Fofana. Graham Potter yep. took that Mourinho quote of if I had 11 Espelicuetas a little too uh, mm. little too on the nose and is just mm-hmm. collecting all the Fofanas he can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually that's something we could talk about because um, you guys officially signed Nkunku, right? 
it's not official. It's Fabrizio official. Oh, it's for, so, that's you enough. know, it's, that's it's, enough for yeah, me. it's, yeah. <laughs> Screw the league I standards think, and the, and the, yeah, I think the clubs standards. are waiting until the, yeah, I think the clubs are waiting until January in the new year to announce it because he's, he's going to be staying at Leipzig yeah. until the summer. Correct. So, Correct. so. all right. Uh, United, we play, we host Nottingham Forest. Um, this, I, 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 have told everyone this the this is the absolutely the the team i would want and and i'm just super happy that we have uh as our first game back um forest were uh, having a similar thing to bournemouth the shine has uh, you know wearing off um Mm -hmm. we've actually already played forest once this season and we trounced them and that's back when we weren't as good as we are now now granted um not having all, all of our players back makes it a little bit more challenging, but I'm really not worried about this game. Um, United still have kinks to work out. We we definitely need to be active in the, the January transfer window, but um, I, at the very least, I, you know, I see us winning by one, um, but we could, we could easily turn, turn this game into a bit of a route. Uh, and, and I love that for us as we build moving forward again, I'm not, United are not winning Europa League this year. Um, we have a chance at the Carabao Cup, obviously, because we're still in it. Uh, which, hey, silverware, silverware, nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but our our goal has to be just be top four at the moment, and and so I'm I'm looking for us to beat the teams that we should beat, and I want to see that we did that against Burnley a couple days ago. Um, it was a crap game, and we were not that good, but we still controlled it and won it. I want to say the same thing against Nottingham. I want us to see us control the game and put the, I don't want there to be any, you know, drama about, Oh, Nottingham Forest, they could pull off the upset here. I don't want to see that at all. So um, as the players start to come back, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Um, the lineup will be similar. Although I think they said that Harry Maguire was out with injury. I don't know if that's a, uh, an emotional injury or, uh, you know, exactly what it is. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I did okay. I, I mean, he got to play. He did okay for England, but that's never been a problem for him. He's been a star player for them. Um, for us, it's a completely different story. You should uh, hire I'm just saying, like, at least yeah. he's, he's got a little bit of his swagger back. A little bit of his slab back. Yep, a little bit of the slab. But I'm <laughs> I'm perfectly okay if Casemiro has to play center back again. I would not be upset at all. Um, but I'm I'm really ready for Veron to be back. Uh, Lindelof is great. I really like Lindelof. He's been playing well, so no no concerns there. Um, yeah, the, it'll be good. Yeah, Kyle. Two questions. Mm-hmm. One is was the Dean Henderson move just a loan? Yes. No. And two. Do you, if it Can was, do you play? think United is going to give them permission to let him play? Because no. the league rules, it's you can't play against your parent club. No, he would not be allowed to play. Man United always tells the hey, nope. Tell, yeah, they say no every single time. Okay, so I wonder who who forces. Yeah, it is alone. Uh, backup is it is alone. Okay, because um, he's been he Henderson's been playing pretty decent this year. He's um, he's a really good player. Like that was the yeah. that was the the unfortunate part about it, and I absolutely get him wanting minutes and to wanting to play because he's very good um i think he's i think he's england's best keeper personally um so it, it him wanting to move completely get it um it of course it sucked for us because we're like oh we're losing a really really good backup keeper which you know but yeah i, I dean Henderson's a good player so 
that's another nice. And I mean, you know, of course, they're one of their biggest star players is Jesse Lingard, who we absolutely know how to shut down. So not worried. Too bad at all. So what was your second question? My two questions were, was he alone? And oh. is if he was, can he play? Got it. So Got you it. answered both of them. Nailed it. All right. Final uh, final match that we're going to talk about very briefly. Uh, Leeds host City. Um, I'm assuming we bring this up because of the Leeds side, not because of... No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Leeds will have its American contingent back, uh, so they'll be ready to play. My my only curiosity around Leeds at the moment revolves around Tyler Adams. Uh, I want to see him grow and get better and, and all that great stuff because I want him to move out of there and go to go to a real team and, and uh, start competing on a, on a higher level. Um, City will dominate this game. Um, I mean, it took Holland nine minutes out of the break to score. There's not much you can say other than he's a literal robot. Told you. He's a literal robot. It does not matter what system he's in. He's a literal robot. So Scott, I don't think so. You don't get to rewrite <laughs> history here, pal. Kyle, Kyle went from looking at his phone to back on the podcast with absolutely hundred percent, hundred percent. Because I was listening to Scott, Charles you mother- reading something, and then I heard Scott trying to pass off some bullshit, and I'm not letting that fly. No, uh, Kyle was Kyle was muted watching TikTok, and he heard me say that, and he came back on with a quickness. Watching <laughs> <Same> TikTok. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, city city. He's gonna walk this game. C- City will oh walk. yeah, it'll be three. It'll be like three nil yeah. easily. Maybe the first half. Um, my <laughs> my only question for this season now is: Does not does Holland set the goal scoring record? But how by how much? So I mean, really, the only thing that's going to derail him at this point is injuries. What Speaking is of, the, what is the single season goal scoring record? Forty something. Forty two, maybe something like that. I know Suarez was up there. He played with was us. It, was it? It's not Suarez. It, was it Alan Shearer? Well, Shearer's got the the career record, I think. No, it's it's only thirty four. He's already over halfway there. Who was it's it? 30, Andy Cole. Andy Cole, for, of course, for, for Newcastle. So. Yep. Yeah, it's the so I I think he's. Maybe. He's gonna he's gonna be over forty. Of opinion. all the players that didn't need a month to per, to practice and perfect their craft, <laughs> it was it was it was Erling Holland. Yeah. If he was, was that bad. good, he would have been in the World Cup. Honestly. <laughs> good news, he Jeff. Twenty twenty six. Speaking of so uh, quick tangent. Speaking of goal goal records, do we think Mbappe breaks the World Cup record? He's at twelve already. Yeah, the record I mean, is sixteen. I didn't yes. think he was going to break the. Uh, oh, for the, sure, the, he's the young World enough. Cup. For sure, I didn't think he was going to break the World Cup finals record, and he goes out and hits a Hattie. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- I think I think Mbappe has the chance to finish his World Cup international record at the World Cup with close to twenty or over twenty goals because complete- he's twenty. He's 23. Yeah. So yeah. you figure so, he has at least two more World Cups. Minimum. Minimum yeah. two. Minimum. Yeah. And yeah. the next World Cup, he's going to be in what's considered his prime mm-hmm. or just entering it because he'll be 27. Yeah. So, well, and, and knowing that he's got, you know what I mean, like a really good model for longevity in Giroud, you know what I mean? So, you know, that foundation of, you know, stuff, you know, 
that will, I mean, and then playing with Messi and again, that longevity and figuring out how to evolve as a player as your skill sets change and evolve. Um, it'll be fun to watch over the next, you know, eight to 12 years. Cause there's no reason why he couldn't do another three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think guaranteed he has two more, probably three. Yeah. Cause yeah. if you figure 12 years from now, he'll be 35. The only thing yeah. with, I mean, What's his face? Jamie Vardy still has his face at 35. So you would have to figure Mbappe, if he can keep himself healthy, he'll be fine. So mm-hmm. just a quick tangent. Well, on that tangent, I actually had a, I have a question for you all. And this will, um, of course, round out our entire podcast because we love this. Um, where he's at right now and, and based on the current trajectory, is Mbappe, or sorry, not, not Mbappe, is, is Messi. Uh, the greatest player of all time is he greater than than Pele? In our, oh. I don't like this question. <laughs> mm. Um, I I really don't like this question. Wow, I think he's the greatest player of this generation. Like I I think you can you can confidently say that. I think mm-hmm. because of the geopolitical like some of the stuff that Pele had to deal with as far as not being able to play in Europe. Like there's, there's some stuff that we don't know how it would have played out if some things beyond Pele's control were allowed to happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, Pele Um, Pele was banging in the goals when the soccer ball was a medicine ball. True. Yeah. So, you know, but but at the same time, the goalkeepers were, uh, I mean, they're the equivalent of Scott and goal right now. Yeah, but I mean, well, I would take Scott and goal. So um, I'm six four. So I'm yeah, two. I was like, he's got the height, y'all. I mean, yeah. Like- so I mean, it's but if you think about it, it's the same conversation everybody has about who's the best basketball player, and they go, mm-hmm. "It's Will Chamberlain." No, it's it's Bill Russell. No, it's Michael Jordan. No, it's LeBron James. And they're like, "Well, you can't really compare eras." And I mean, you can mm-hmm. and you can't. You know, it's at the end of the day, sixteen hundred goals or whatever Pele ended up with in his career is nothing to sneeze at. Mm-hmm. Um, I think depending on the day, you can make the argument, and you'd be right. I think the top three are Pele, Maradona, and Messi. Put them in whatever order you want, and you're probably right. So now that you're done waxing poetic, why don't you give me an answer? Yes, he is. Okay, Scott. I, it's I, it's hard to say. If I had to say, I'd say yes, only because, um, as silly as it sounds, he plays like slightly further back, so he can participate more in development of of the play, which is obviously super important you know like all you have to do is look at that setup on the second argentina goal right that's what i was where i was going that that um is to the difference to me obviously i didn't get to watch a lot of play i've just i've just seen what what you know highlights are available in stats which who knows what the hell is true and not true but um that little bit of magic and and build up and ball carrying is is the difference if if i had to pick one because what is what is messi known for it's not All necessarily he's not necessarily known for just the scoring of goals like his dribbling and his passing and his possession right. and i mean that's so part of the spatial awareness of when he like he doesn't need to run all the time he just can be at the right place at the right time and make things happen yeah it's funny you say that because the the saying is like jack of all trades master of none right like you're good at all things but you're not elite at like one and 
but he's honestly like he's elite he's elite every every aspect of his yeah Yeah. every aspect of the game that his position requires you know obviously Messi is not gonna play defense and he's not gonna be an elite defender you know I kind of like that though that that's a very like old school traditional like the way the game's changing this press from Mm -hmm. the front you know the Mm -hmm. the counter pressing all this stuff like he's like all right fuck all that I'm gonna stand right here and I'm gonna run when I think I need to and you just leave me alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Mbappe's and you know, doing the same thing, by the way, mm-hmm. for PSG in France. I don't know if you noticed that. Like, Mbappe's doing no defending. Um, he's like, well, Messi <laughs> doesn't have to do it. I'm not going to do it. You, you nine figure it out. Um, yeah. But I almost, I almost admire that. He's like, okay, well, fuck you guys. You want me to go sit on the bench or you want me to go stand in the spot? Because I'm going to stand in the spot. And if yeah. you want me to score, I'm here. But in the meantime, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Eric, what do you think? I'm gonna. Oh, this is tough, man. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Pele was my, you know, part of my era, his downside of his career. But obviously, as you know, I didn't get into football till, you know, somewhat recently. Um, I'd probably say Messi, just because I think that athletes playing football now are better athletes than they were in Pele's day. I think with the medicine, the sports science, they can train all year round, have that, you know, top notch technology to to help them attain their goals, whereas they didn't have that back then. Um, so if I absolutely had to pick one, I'd probably say Messi because of that fact. I disagree with you on the premise that Messi's a better athlete. Because if you take Pele and you drop him into Messi's era with same skill set, same everything, you're talking about Pele and Messi in the same breath because he's he was that good. You know what I mean? Like, I think he was just as good an athlete, but medicine and I, sports science and all that stuff wasn't as advanced. I didn't, which I didn't is mean what Messi. I didn't mean that Messi was a better athlete. I mean he's playing against better athletes on the whole as Pele gotcha. did. Back okay. Got, yeah. Well, Messi, yeah. And plus, like Jen said, he didn't get a chance to play against like you didn't get to see Pele against George Best, except, you know, right. maybe at international tournaments. Or you didn't get to see Pele against the England team that won the World Cup, except at international tournaments. You know, you didn't get to see it at the club level. Yeah. But yeah. um I, yeah, think, I didn't mean Messi, I meant I'm playing against his opponents. Gotcha. That's what I meant. And I think Messi, it's just Pele is one of those talents like LeBron and Jordan and, you know, Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell. You take you take them and drop them in any era and they're going to get points and they're going to get buckets. And Messi and Pele are the same. And so is Ronaldo. You know, Ronaldo is a, a, a robot, but um, I think Messi is the best of all time at this at this juncture. I don't think it'll change. I'm hoping for a soccer version of Field of Dreams, you know, where we build oh a soccer like soccer field in the middle of the cornfield, and all the greatest come out and they play against each other. Um, I need somebody to make that movie. So, and then we'll see. <laughs> Jen, you must be on some good weed. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, get out on Wednesday. It's, it's break. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I I agree with the majority of you. Um I I think Messi is the greatest now. Uh, because what does he have left to win? Yeah. This is this is That's... this is what he needed to put himself officially on par with Maradona in Argentina. Um right. they That's... are synonymous in Argentina yeah. at this point. <laughs> Yeah, and, um, he's, and there's there's no and, controversy around his victory. No, no, Mm-mm. 
The only controversy around his victory is where it was played, but that's just Correct. because of from a moral standpoint. And but why there was did, no? Was why didn't he give all yeah. the love to Salt Bay? Like, I mean, what what kind of a, a oh hero is that? What you know what? That's what puts him at number one, not his ability, <laughs> but just completely just denying that guy three times in a row. <laughs> all right, let's... again, it's it's layers. It's all yes, layers. It's all layers. It's multifaceted. It's multifaceted. <laughs> that's what we do here on five. We got to we got to get out of here. The um, Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl is on. Oh, sorry, Scott. We're keeping who's, you from who's playing from... in that. West Tulsa oh, I, and not Miami, Northern. Oh, it's Louisiana. That the other brilliant. Yeah, because Missouri plays at like five thirty. Something like that. All right. Well, let's uh, let's let Eric hit the uh, what in the world of football. Well, this guy's a, a man after my own heart. He's uh, even though he used to play for City, but this is a uh, from a couple months. I couldn't find anything new, but this is from a couple months ago. And his name is uh, uh, Keith Curl. He's a manager of Hartlepool United. They're in League Two. Um, there are cellar dwellers at the, towards the bottom of the table. But he actually had a nice two win victory over Grimsby Town on, on Saturday, which is like I said in October, um, to climb off the bottom of the table and which is not a big deal. But the the, the reporter asked him how his day was going. And he's like I said, spent five years with City, he's playing in the nineties. Um he wanted his personal hat trick. He says it's going so well so far. He said I, I looked at the Man City result. They won one nil over Leicester. Um that's the first part. Hardest pull went our win was the second part. And he wants to graft during the two hour bus ride home to put his misses in the sexy mood was now his active mission. So he wanted to to uh, oh. get the get the motor running on the bus ride home. So he'll be uh, have some fun times when he got home. And so the reporter goes, "How are you going to do that?" And he he just winked, showed him his text messages, and walked away. And that was the end of that. So, so what you're telling me is um, she was gone, and so was the suitcase when he got home. That uh, could be, yeah, <laughs> could be. If only Charles. there had been, if only there had been a soccer event for you to pull a story from. <laughs> instead of that two and a half minutes of grossness <laughs> Jesus it fits during Hanukkah no less dude I'm saying oh I got a what in the world of football for everybody uh, Scott Stradamus over here um, at the beginning of the World Cup was talking to someone on Twitter and he's like Harry Kane will be home by Hanukkah <laughs> and at first I was like that's really insensitive Scott like that just that hurts and then I was like well when is Hanukkah this year because it, it moves around because it goes by the lunar calendar and I looked it up and the first night of Hanukkah was December 18th which is so happens to be the same day as the World Cup <laughs> final <laughs> and when I found that out I was beside myself with laughter because Scott ended up being right he was home in time for Hanukkah I mm-hmm. don't think Harry Kane's Jewish but you know he was ready in case he wanted to celebrate so. that's okay so I um I do want to add this is um in the discussion of the World Cup and the moments of kind of like frustration or whatever um so Ronaldo got his, he scored in five World Cups and they made a really big deal about him being, you know, the the first soccer player to do that. He actually wasn't the first soccer player to do that at the international level. Marta with Brazil was. And mm-hmm. so it was just, it was one of those things where you're like, yeah, like we're just going to pretend like the another entire half of, you know what I mean? This this tournament doesn't mm-hmm. exist. And um, that was, that was kind of a, a little... Yeah, Jen, don't you know that men, actually... men play football? Women play football, you know? Mm, okay. <laughs> according to the according to the misogynists. Yeah. 
Yeah, Ronaldo was actually the third player to do it because two women have done it before uh, before him. Because Christine, was it Kristen Sinclair, yeah, Christine Sinclair has yeah. also done has also scored. Five. Nice. And the Canada, Mar- Canada first, women's though. national team called him out on mm-hmm. that. The Canadian yeah. women's national team and Christine yeah. Sinclair. It's, it's yep. like hello. Like, Hello, I'm right yeah. here. Yeah. So yeah. it's. Uh, oh, I didn't know there were third, two. So... I knew about Marta, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so that's going to be my what in the world. <laughs> so we can, we can all, we can good. all be really happy with the fact that Ronaldo still does not have a club to play for. Still. I do, <laughs> I do love the irony of, of several women beating him to something. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for uh, for tuning in this week. Uh, obviously, like I said, we're back. Uh, Premier League soccer is back on Monday. We're super excited for that. And then um, I'm personally excited for this January transfer window. I think it's going to be one of the most uh, fun Januaries we've we've seen. Uh, normally, Januaries are kind of boring. Usually, be one or two transfers, but I think this one we're going to see one or two transfers per team um, overall. And this just to briefly preface this for everybody usually on world cup years the world cup hype around players leads to transfers um and so usually it happens in the summertime so the transfer window it kind of explodes right after the world cup is over um we're going to see a similar thing when january transfer window opens um this time around so gonna be fun uh looking forward to it and i hope you all enjoy uh the games this week we'll see you all next week